0: We have been discussing what to do with children who don't fit into the cookie-cutter environment of our education system. Mount Hobson Middle School, which caters for neurodiverse children, faces closure after Education Minister Chris Hipkins turned down not one but two applications to fund the school, saying there are existing supports for all learners in existing state schools. Chief Executive of Autism New Zealand, Dane Durgan joins me now. Good morning to you. Morning Kerry. Are there enough supports for children in existing state schools?
1: No, there's not to be blunt. Um, we know what what we advocate very strongly for at Autism New Zealand is choice. And parents of these children should have choice as to where their autistic child goes and what's going to best suit them. We, we're out and about in schools quite a lot. We talk to teachers quite a lot. And I just want to firstly say we think teachers do an amazing job but we know the system is not set up right. So we expect teachers to interact with our community when we don't give them the tools or the best tools on how to do it. So what we advocate for really, really strongly is obviously putting uh, more resources into the system, more resources into teacher aids, which we've done recently, and we've set up a few training programs for the teacher aids, which should be really positive. Um, But we also need to look at systemic change, and there needs to be training on autism at Teacher Training College. Um, and it's wider than that obviously and then um, for 80% of our community working in the mainstream environment would probably work really, really well for those children but there's always going to be a group where having specialist schools are really important for them which we believe is a far more inclusive environment um, for them than being in the mainstream environment.
0: There the, seems to be this complete mania for saying that all kids are the same and you know just let them be and they're going to have to be in the real world at some stage. Like if they haven't yeah. got the skills and the tools equipped to face, you know, the outside world, you know, the the real world, if you will, it's going to be incredibly difficult.
1: Well, it isn't only that. It's about the kids having the best experience they can yes. possibly have at school, right? And we, I talk to special schools principals. Well, Al uh, Thierman, the former special school principal in Auckland, and he, he, he would say regularly that these kids that go to his school are having a great time at school. They're loving it. They can't wait to come. There isn't any bullying. They engage with each other. They have a group of people who they understand and they enjoy dealing with versus being in the mainstream environment. And I will say there are some schools in the mainstream environment that do do a really good job. So that's wrong. Oh, I'm not saying all of them. There are, yeah. there are, and they they tend to be magnet schools. So what happens to them yeah. as well is um, it goes through Facebook and it goes through all social media channels that this particular school is doing a great job, so then everyone moves into that area to get their child in there. And then that creates problems because it's under-resourced for the number of children that are coming through. But, um, yeah, no, no, it, it, they just have a far better... It's all about the children having a having a the time they obviously want to enjoy going to school and then obviously the outcome of that is they have a far better learning experience and back to your point, they start to gain those skills yeah. where they can operate in society as well as they possibly can.
0: I just seems so cruel. I mean, you don't want to go back to the days where within a mainstream school there was a classroom where all the kids went who, you know, basically it was called the cabbage classroom back in the day, which was so unfair and basically it was just a babysitting service. There was no attempt to find the diverse and unique talents of so many kids that were were there. They just needed time to find them in in an environment where they could express them.
1: Exactly, and it's all about understanding that particular child. I think to your point beforehand, um, with our community, there's a pretty famous saying, you've met one child with autism, you've met one autistic child, and yes. that's very true. Yeah. You know, So it's about taking a very individualised approach to that child. What we do know is, though, that if they do get the environment right in a mainstream school, it can be beneficial to that child and everyone else in that classroom. The problem is the system and the resources just aren't set up for that now. And even if we do get that right, what we truly advocate for is the fact that there still should be choice and there's still going to be a number of our kids that are going to thrive far better in specialist schools than there are in a mainstream environment and there'll be a number of our community that do actually thrive really well in a mainstream environment. So it has to be choice, but that has to be based on the right resources and the right system and the right training and tools to make sure it's a better environment for our child in, make sure it's a, better, it's a better environment for everyone in their classroom. Absolutely.
0: So, what happens when you come up against a government that's ideologically opposed to having
1: special schools? Yeah, well, we're we're actually a bit sad about that because under Tracy Martin, who was associate education yeah. minister the last term, she was doing a really good job and she actually listened really, really well and put it in place the LSCs, the uh, learning support coordinators. She was quite supportive of specialist schools, so we're trying to get in front of them now to talk about this because the rhetoric around inclusion and mainstream, again, will work for a lot of our community, but it doesn't work for all of them. So we constantly are in constant conversations with the ministry about this. And to be fair, I do think they have been moving in the right direction. Um, But uh, obviously there's a change of government last year. Essentially, without Tracy there, we just need to really sit down and talk to them about what they're trying to achieve because these families that we're from and the calls that you're getting today, you know, it's not uncommon around the country. And and it's not just an Auckland issue, it's a national issue that we need to address.
0: Yeah. God, I don't know how you're going to sit down and get in front of them, though. I really
1: don't. It's pretty difficult with all the ministries right now. They're all COVID, knee-deep in COVID, unfortunately. Um, As I said, the Ministry of Education, we do have a pretty good relationship with them, so we can sit down with them and talk about this, Mm. but getting in front of the ministers at times can be a bit difficult. Tracy, that's why Tracy was so good. We could easily sit down with her and talk and she'd actually listen. Mm. So we really want to, we really do want to get in front of Chris and associate ministers um, and everyone else and just talk through, there has to be better options for our children. There has to be better options because it's all about outcomes and it's all about making sure they have a good um, experience in school. Like like every child deserves, a good experience at school. They enjoy going to school and they come out of that with the skills to operate in society.
0: Beautifully put. Dane Dugan, Chief Executive Autism New Zealand. News Talk said be it's eight.